1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: Mike Walls, a former Pro Bowl offensive lineman, played 11 seasons in the NFL for the Packers, the Panthers, and the Seahawks. Told you he's now a skilled development specialist. He's founder of ProcessToPerform.com, also host of the On My Block podcast with former Packers great Amon Green. You can find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. We're very fortunate to have him joining us now regularly. On Mondays to break down the NFL weekend, he joins us now. Mike, when you are when you're part of the losing side of blowout losses, or in this case, historically blown leads like like Baltimore and the Raiders were yesterday, how much time do you spend on it that next Monday? Everything else, or and, and my partner's a Raiders fan, as a fan, it's a little bit easier. You just put it in the rearview mirror. You, you just look ahead. How much time are you spending? on on what you did to blow those losses or is it smarter as an NFL team to just look ahead what do you do mike
3: i think you got to review everything you do uh everything you do during that past game win or lose you got to make sure that you understand the corrections that need to be made so that you know history doesn't repeat itself certainly you don't want to dwell on those games and listen guys if you blow leads like like the ravens game i don't even know how you sleep at night you know you blow a lead like that but you got to go out there you got to go out there, make the corrections, and be able to turn the page. That's honestly the greatest thing about the NFL. I think in some ways is the schedule is usually you come in Monday, you watch the film, you get Tuesday off, you start back up on Wednesday. That mm-hmm. Tuesday is absolutely mission critical for a lot of guys to get their headspace cleared.
1: Um, when you sort of, you know, when we're doing the autopsy on both of these games, both Baltimore's collapse and, and the Raiders as well, um, from what you saw what what were the the catalysts? like what allowed Miami to get back in that game and win and what allowed the Cardinals to get back in that game and win
3: I think Mike McDaniels building something special down there in Miami from a culture standpoint so I think that's probably a big part of it is that they're I, I don't think they're afraid to lose anymore um I'll, and then of course they're really fast <laughs> I mean they're yeah. really fast you can't they, they bought some speed man and, and when you have that kind of speed, we have the, those athletes on the field that can stretch the defense like that. You're always a couple plays away from being in a game. Um, it's they're really they're remarkable to, to see all those guys on the field at the same time with the speed that they have, the way they can they can stretch the defense is is very very unique. If Tua kind of gets on track here, then they're really going to have something special because guys, they had a great defense. Josh Boyer had a great de- defense with the Dolphins before Michael Daniel got there. I mean, that's a big statement to say that usually when these NFL guys come in, like Michael D'Angle comes in, and these guys come in, they, they trash the entire um, staff, and they rebuild in their own likeness. But uh, Mike's found enough for Josh Boer's defense and the way they were playing down there in Miami. He kept that whole, that whole side on and focused on the offense. And like I said, I, th- I just think they're building something special down there Speed kills, um, but I think they just have a real belief in themselves right now, and they're riding pretty high. You
0: know,
2: the you, you know, you mentioned the Dolphins among the teams of the AFC you thought would be contenders. I ask you, you know, in terms of Tua and this year, and we know it was a prove it year. How much can a game like that do for a guy's confidence? And I'll, I'll tell you this, Mike. What I, what I loved about Tua is he, even when the criticism was coming or people saying, "No, nah, he's not the guy," like he's been great about tuning that stuff out. Like not like a Baker Mayfield in the sense that you get too caught up in it. And now you add the confidence. You add, you know, you throw four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. What that does for you? What What do you think this does for a guy like him in terms of? Hey, man, I, I can do this. Does it take him to the next level? Can it? Does this cement him as the guy in Miami?
3: I don't know if it cements him. You know, time. I think time will tell on that. You need a couple more uh, weeks of this. You know, certainly. I think what he's probably understanding is, hey, listen, I got a team that's very much like Alabama was in in college now, where I have athletes that are better athletes than the athletes that I'm playing against almost every week, and all I got to do is put the ball in the right spot, and they're going to make plays for yeah. me. And I think that alone, right there, and the belief that that uh, Mike McDaniel is going to put him in the situations to be successful, I think that belief is going to if anything's going to be the catalyst for his individual success right now until he can kind of build out his own resume of plays, I think that right there is like, man, I'm back in college. I have better athletes than everybody else on the field. I'm going to be okay. I just got to put the ball in their hands.
1: Um, you know, it, it, it's funny. In that Tampa Bay game, it was 3-3 three to three when that dust-up happened, and, and Tampa Bay was about to punt the ball. Um, and after that, as we know, Tampa Bay took control of the game and uh, – and Tom Brady played his best football of the day after that moment, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was like, is that just one of those no-nos? Like, let's not give this guy, let's not light any fires. Because it felt like it clearly did that entire dust-up.
3: Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans, I think, yelled at the referees, like, it's Tom Brady. What did you think I was going to do? And it's, you know, it's kind of like that with their entire team. You saw everybody rallies around that moment. Um, certainly everyone's going to rally around a guy like Tom Brady who. I, the entire organization is just so thankful that he decided to come back for another season, and give everybody a chance to win the Super Bowl. Right? They're going to do everything they can to back that guy up. He's also an incredible leader. He's also an incredible locker room guy. And he's also the greatest player they ever played. So, I don't think you know. I love these. I love the fact that we still have a backyard rivalry in in, in the in the Tampa New Orleans game. Like I love the fact that those guys just look like they generally don't like each other, and they're not trading jerseys and whatnot after. After the game, like they're getting in fights, they're getting in dust ups, there's a lot of trash talking. I love every part of it because it feels old school to me. There's just certain things. I just remember, like, every once in a while, a guy would go after Brett when I was playing in Green Bay. I was like, man, that you shouldn't have done that because you're just trying, you're kind of trying to get popular or famous off of somebody else now, trying to get famous off of making our guy look bad. And that's when everybody just ears perk up a little bit, heart rate goes up a little bit, and, and certainly the intensity level goes up on that side of the ball.
2: What the heck is going on in Cincinnati? Mike and and how much of that is on the offensive line that I know they spent some money on is on is on what you're calling you know Joe Burrow realizing look they're not they're not playing well I got to get rid of it but he was sacked six times yesterday and that loss to Dallas it's it's thirteen now through two games Mike it's the most since 2014 in terms of sacks through two games they're the first team to start zero and two after reaching the Super Bowl since 2015 how much of it is that offensive line just looking in the mirror and saying we can't do this to this guy.
3: We talked about this a lot last year on our podcast. You can find five offensive linemen in the National Football League and block better than they are. Like it's not just the offensive linemen, and and the fact that they went out and paid a, a king's ransom to bring in these guys. First of all, the guys they brought in are good players. Like Lyle Collins isn't known for his pass blocking. So I, I mean, some of this you kind of scratch your head. Like are we? I don't know how they evaluating talent over there, but it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, technique wins up front and they are not very good technicians. Um, they weren't last year, and they brought in new guys, and they're not either. Uh, so it kind of points to a little bit deeper, I think, than just you know who they brought in or that offensive line as, as far as the players in particular. I think it's, it's a bigger, larger problem. I think also the thing that happens is you revert to the mean, right? Like Joe Burrow escaped some really bad circumstances last year, getting sacked a lot, but you know he got hit, hurt the year before, did yep. get hurt last year, and, and a lot of things happened. As far as advantageous to the Bengals, that probably shouldn't have, given the fact he's getting hit that often. And when you're an offensive lineman and you've been around this game a long time, it's like you're going to revert to the mean eventually. And this is kind of what we're seeing right now.
1: Talking to Mike Wall here on the show, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman uh, in the NFL, Green Bay in Carolina. Uh, we got a doubleheader tonight. Buffalo and the Titans will kick it off. The Titans, of course, made a made a, a living last year uh, of be winning teams like this against elite teams. Uh, can they can they recreate that tonight, or do you think this is a Bills flex their muscle moment?
3: I would bet against the Bills, man. They just look so good week one. Um, you know, one thing I'll say about the Titans, Je- Jeffrey Simmons. I, I wasn't yes. a believer last year. He's the real deal. Beast. He, he just he just he just kept coming out and making plays. Um, I like I like their team. I, I certainly as as the big man gets back. King Henry gets back into the groove of things, and, and they can run the ball a little bit better. I, I've, I've always been a huge fan of Tannehill. I worked with him in Miami. He's just a guy that you know certainly got a new lease on life, getting out of there and, and getting over to Tennessee with Mike Rabel and 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 certainly made the most of his opportunity. I know guys are disappointed in the way he finished the season last year, but you know I, I see good things for him in this year, and, and certainly in the future. But when you look at when you look at the Bills on offense, I, it's like pick your where do you, where do you want to go? What do you want exactly do you want to try to do? Maybe stop the run game and, and let Josh Allen be their, their top runner. Okay, you got a problem there. Um, you look at the defense, Jordan Phillips, last last week absolutely destroyed, destroyed the offensive line uh, uh, on that Thursday night game. And I don't know if he's going to be that player throughout the entire season, but you look at Greg Russo, you look at Vaughn Miller, you look at their, you know, Tremaine Andrews and, and Matt Milano are two of the best linebackers in the league. Micah Hyde certainly is, is a guy that I know from Green Bay is, is a top, top player. So, I just don't know how you beat them. I mean, they're going to lose games this year, but week in and week out, they're probably going to be favored every week. They're just, they, they just look so good on paper.
2: Mike, if you're with the 49ers and now you got Jimmy Garoppolo back under center, Trey Lance is out for the year, and, and let's, just, let's just paint the scenario. Let's say the 49ers put it all together. They already got a great defense, everything else. Shanahan's a good play caller, and they, they go to another NFC championship or game or whatever it is, but it's a successful year for Garoppolo. As a guy in that locker room, how tough's it gonna be for you to believe in a Trey Lance next year, right? A guy who's we know has played very little football. After, if we get another good year of Jimmy G with the Niners, and knowing how good you could be with him, would it would it be tough for you to start over? Would you just say, man, let's just go with the guy we got?
3: Yeah, that's a great question, and this happens a lot. I mean, as you can imagine, guys, this happens a lot in the locker room. Yeah where guys are at their seventh, eighth, ninth year, it's like, I, I don't have that much more time. I want to mm-hmm. win now, and you're telling me that i got to play for a rookie? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, with the Jimmy G thing, it's, everybody on TV says, ah, you know, he can't win the big... The guy got to a Super Bowl, two NFC championships. Yep. He's, he's gone into Green Bay and won multiple times now. It, it, at some point, you got to go, like, he can get the job done, at least to a certain level, and you're a throw here or there from winning some of these big games. When you have that known entity as a player... And he's a, lock, a guy, I think it, it, the, the consensus is that people like him in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in somebody else. Like, nobody hates Trey Lance because he was drafted there. None of the players in the locker room dislike him or, or think less. It, there's none of that. But there is this reality check where, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm like year 10. Uh, I'm not going to be very good for much longer. So uh, the watch is ticking. Can we please put the guy who's going to give the best chance for us to win every week in and week out? Can we put him in the game, please? Like, I really don't care what draft decisions you made, I wanna I wanna win right now. And if they can win if I'll say this. If Trey Lance can win while learning, then everything will be great. Right except for maybe some of the receivers because they're not gonna get the numbers. But if they, you know if they come back with Trey Lance and he loses two games in a row next year, under the circumstances you described, like there's going to be a real problem. I I, just, I think it's unavoidable. No, no matter how good their locker room is, it's just it's impossible to expect them to to be able to uh, walk away from Jimmy G when he keeps he keeps winning for this team. Yeah.
1: Hey, Mike. Great stuff as always, man. Appreciate. Thank this. you so
2: much, brother.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate
1: yeah. it. Talk soon. He is Mike Wall, former uh, Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the NFL for Green Bay and Carolina, blocked for Brett Favre and Jake DeLome. Remember old Jake DeLone?
2: Yeah, he was a Pro Bowl of the year. They went together. Yeah, how about and, that? Him and Steve Smith and Julius Peppers. I like those Carolina teams. They made the NFC Championship game. They lost the right. Seahawks, I believe. They went to the Super Bowl one year, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think he was on that Super Bowl team. Though. Yeah. He was on that NFC Championship Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was before he got game.
1: there. Yeah. But Jake, I, I those were pesky little, you know, they, not little,
2: but. Well, they, Steve was little, but he. Steve
1: was little. He played big.
2: Again, right. Uh, you, again, you can't judge the dog, the size of the dog in the fight. That's right. It's the size of the. The fight in the dog,
1: yeah, I think that's the correct adage. Yep. Um,
2: but yeah, like you're right.
1: They had they had uh, they had Julius Peppers on the defensive side. Was
2: Musin on those teams,
1: I think so. Eighty-seven
2: Muhammad. Yeah. Did he ever play for the Bears? Yeah, yeah. he oh, did. Oh, did he ever play for the Bears? Yeah, he had some good years with the Bears. Yeah. Mewson Muhammad. Then I want to tell you he went back. Like he, finished up. That level. sounds yeah, like, right. Like went back. Split. So, so that would have been like what two thousand and six? Give me on them years. Let's I, see. We 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 got some breaking news. We got to get to on our man. What,
1: you don't want to break down the 2006 Carolina Panthers, bro? Well,
2: we did. We kind of did last week.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.